Hey everybody, and welcome to episode 339 of Video Game Apocalypse. I, as usual, am your host, Michael Raparez, having a very haunted October. This is a difficult thing to keep going, so someone else take the ball. Who else is here in the magical, mystical uh, studio with me? I got it. It's over the garden wall, Chris Antista. And, speaking of walls, Matthew Alien. Ooh. Or if I want to scare our conservative listeners, Matthew Illegal Alien. Oh, terrifying. Or scare no. the extremely liberal listeners who don't like the use of the term illegal alien. Why does he have all the rights as me? <laughs> I am an equal opportunity offender. Uh, looks like we got a Rigelian here who hired a coyote to slip past the Space Force. Uh, nobody left. Okay. It's <laughs> <laughs> waiting for the... Uh, it's it's going to be a fun show. Continuing in our Halloween Ooh. horror theme, um, we begin every show typically with a top five. Yes, we do. And this is one you suggested, Matt. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. Because it is, I think, a fairly common trope in, mm-hmm. in Vigi games. But a little less than you'd think, but go ahead. Right, yeah, yeah. But but it's, it's games where you fight the devil mm-hmm. it usually is oh! the final boss of a game yes. you fight old scratch mm-hmm. you fight the child of dawn you fight the father of lies if you will yeah beelzeboom yeah sometimes yeah, he's yeah. got horns yeah, and hit him at the old crossroads yes <laughs> <laughs> like yeah Yes, you talk. Yes, the, the father of lies, as I said. You talk about let's see, who oh, the adversary, the accuser, the prosecutor. Any other names? Yeah, the stranger, mm-hmm. old Nick, if you mm-hmm. will, as compared sure, to Saint sure, sure. Nick. Bielsa USB hub. The guy that you meet at the crossroads, you know, like I want to be the best blues man ever, and he's like, "Ooh, yeah, I can't." Uh, I mean, the going rate on souls these days is really killing me. So uh, Ooh, sorry. Like, we already met a. We already know a Johnny Lee. He's a thirteen-year-old yeah. white guy. He's the best <laughs> blues guy ever. We're good. We're good. <laughs> he invited me to his birthday, and there was a clown, and uh, just you know. <laughs> You know, clown. Is, you know that guy is from the Karate Kid flicks, Ralph Macchio? Yeah, we got him. <laughs> yeah. Sorry, you like uh they're like in terms of the blues, like Jim Belushi says it's all taken. It's, it's... Yeah. So we're yeah. talking about games where you fight the devil. Yeah, games where you fight the devil. Uh inspired, I presume, by your deep Christian faith, Matt. Uh yes. <laughs> yes. That's why we don't we don't talk about it. I don't I don't call him by his actual name. Fair, I used fair, all yeah. of these uh-huh. the other ones too. Yeah. Yes, of course. But yeah, they, this was a fun. Why list did you laugh at that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. well, a little Something bit of about a giggle, the idea but... of you being an adult and believing the devil <laughs> made me laugh. Uh, okay, I mean uh, I do, but okay, <laughs> it's still funny. <laughs> all right. Well, this will be a fun conversation. <laughs> oh. Yeah. No, but I think I think for this particular Way list, one of the funny are. things is that how diversely the devil is represented. Now, Michael, mm-hmm. did you stick with just traditional Christian faith definitions of the devil, or did you go outside of that? I to... picked five games that all starred the cartoon devil hot stuff from the classic Harvey cartoon shorts. Yes. Yes. Perfect. It can only be voiced by John Lovitz. Yeah. He is a small, fat devil in a diaper. Mm-hmm. He has a pitchfork, mm-hmm. and he goes mm-hmm. on adventures. Stay, stay tuned. Asymmetrical cloth horns. It's, it's the best. Stay tuned for our upcoming top five, the Precious Moments theme top five <laughs> uh, in November around Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah. Now, th- this this runs a fairly broad range of devils. Each devil that we're going to talk about has a certain theme. And it More has devilish to be, than the last. <laughs> it has to be either a direct depiction of Satan or something roughly analogous to it. Okay. Like, this has to be 
King Demon. We're talking of he's from. Mephistopheles, perhaps? Mm, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, okay. Uh, you'll have to wait and see as we get into the top five games where you fight the devil right after this. Would you like exclusive bonus podcast commentaries and more from the Laser Time crew? Then we strongly encourage you to support this show on patreon.com slash laser time. It supports not only this show, but all the rest of the Laser Time Network. You'll get commentaries, play games with the hosts, see exclusive videos first, and receive an uncut weekly ad-free podcast bonus time. Speaking of which, here's a quick taste. It. Like, I just saw the TV movie of It for the first time, like, a few years ago. Never seen it the before. TV movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you oh. obviously didn't rent it when it was on VH, like, two giant VHSs, because it it's really long. It was aired over two nights in like 1990, and that's why it's like it, it's at some at times it's like a really straight horror movie, then other times it like really pulls its punches because it's airing on like ABC or some shit. And yeah, that, no, I, yeah, that's where I would always watch it. It would just play on cable TV. Yeah, and 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 I saw that, and I was and and I was like, I really like this, except for the adult parts. Why is that there? <laughs> yeah, that was. Yeah. So when I found out they were splitting the movie in two to the adult parts, I'm like, that's a terrible idea. Because, like, this is this is the dumbest part about the entire story outside of yeah, the, the kid that, orgy it, in the book. Yeah, so watching chapter two, I mean, I like Bill Hader. Yeah. <laughs> but the pacing sometimes felt off, and it wasn't really scary. Oh, and, le- and let me say this. I walked out of that movie and still think I enjoyed the fuck out of it. I had a great time. Oh yeah! I, I grabbed no, I mean, it, my like... friend's arm, his his son's arm. We had a great fucking time. But when I but I also on further reflection, I'm like, was that terrible? And was that a horror movie? <laughs> it was and... not good. It was fun. Get bonus time, a weekly uncensored and commercial free podcast every Tuesday, starting for just five dollars on Patreon.com/slash/LaserTime. And we're back to talk about what? Fighting the devil. Yeah. Six, six, six! The fighting devils, my college mascot. No, not really. My college <laughs> the 30th mascot. episode of Treehouse of Horror, six, 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 the Simpsons. It was, That's it was true. the 666th episode of Simpsons. Yeah. Yeah. Was it really? It was. Yeah, congrats. It was okay. Congrats uh, the, the the 10 people there who are millionaires. I'm, Everyone else. I'm actually kind of surprised Shaman. that show is still in the triple digits. A little bit, yeah. There, there aren't more than a thousand episodes of The Simpsons yet. Like I swear, I remember them having celebrating their six hundred hundredth episode, and I was watching like five years ago. Wow! <laughs> what? God damn! That, yeah, that show is uh, omnipresent at this point. Yeah, I have, I have to make like ten podcasts every week. <laughs> Grow up, Simpsons! Like, <laughs> what the fuck? I'm tired. <laughs> So, games where you fight the devil, let's just... The devil! Yes! Let's just jump in with everybody's lovely friend, the devil. Number five! The devil went down to Georgia, he was looking for a soul to steal. He was gonna find, cause he was way behind, and he was willing to make a deal. When he came across that young boy playing and playing that fiddle hot, and the devil jumped up on a hickory stump, said, boy, let me tell you what! How do you put my favorite as a number five entry in this, man? Eh. Oh, come on, it's Lou, baby! Yeah, it's Lou, but he doesn't have much of a personality. Most of his speeches and grunts. Well, yeah, you had to pay for the voice actor. Yeah, yeah that's true. What are we actor. talking about here? Lou Diamond Phillips? Yes, what, Lou Diamond what, Phillips. Yeah. From Lou, Obama. Lou Short. LDP? <laughs> uh-huh. uh, met LDP at a Fox no, This, this is Lou from Guitar guy. Hero 3. Yeah, short for Lucifer, uh-huh. of course. But uh, he's the final boss of Guitar Hero 3. He's also your shitty manager throughout most of, of it. He, he signs your band to a, a binding contract, 
and then wants you to go on Access Hollywood or whatever, and you're like, no, we want to go play a show at a prison, and then you do, and then he's like, well, how about you go to Japan, and you're like, okay, and then the show's kind of a disaster, so you're like, no, you're shit-canned, and this happens. Again, no, no actual dialogue in this game, but uh, I heard a Lords of the Underworld. That was mirror. That was that was, that was yeah. Matt. That was uh, copying the game. Oh, my bad. Yeah, it was really good, actually. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> but Satan Lou, he he reveals himself to like you try to fire him, and he's like, nope, binding contract. Let's I, let's take a moment to observe forfeit. how far the music industry has fallen. That back then, this was only ten years ago, uh-huh. roughly. Yeah, record companies actually had influence and power and could do things like hold their <laughs> artists under contract. I, I, and the worst thing that could happen is that you could sell your soul to the devil and. Not like Nike or Vivo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but Lou Lou is portrayed as your typical agent, right? Like he's yeah. got he's got this like the suit going with the. No, he doesn't actually. He's got a a wife beater and a bowling shirt, and he looks like Hugh Jackman playing Wolverine. But he he drags you down to hell, reveals his true form. And you have to play Devil Went Down to Georgia against him, which is kind of a weird pick because it's a song about the devil losing a contest, which, as Charlie Daniels complained about, like, no, it shouldn't be possible for the devil to to win this final boss fight because the devil's never supposed to win this competition. And and as the player, you are supposed to emerge triumphant, so mm-hmm. it still makes sense. Come I mean, on. it's almost as if the mythical it. version of the devil is stupid. All right. <laughs> <laughs> look, I look. Believe yeah. whatever you want, but the the, the bad guy mm-hmm. in your in your fucking mythology is terrible. But but like, uh, I do want to say, every week. I look at the world and think, I want to cancel country music and annihilate people who listen to it. And then I hear The Devil Went Down to Georgia, and it's mm. one of the coolest songs I've ever heard. It's great. It is. This this cover takes some kind of weird liberties, though. I, I, I wish Charlie Daniels was dead a thousand times over. Isn't he? But but no, no, mm. no sad, sadly no. He just too he's too old. To, he's too old to comment on Fox News. <laughs> but but uh, but uh, this song is great. The idea of a duel between the devil, where you win over being a better instrumentalist, is great. It's awesome. It can work for anything. It, like seriously, it can. I can be a better fucking final cut editor and battle the devil. <laughs> oh, the devil can cut together the best trailers. <laughs> you call that a feed, son? I don't know why he's Macho Man Randy Savage. Why wouldn't he what? be? Maybe, maybe Macho Man was the devil all along. You want to use Adobe Creative Suite? Let me show you how it's done. <laughs> <laughs> and, that, and that's okay. Like the thing I, th- I find like. I love whatever your spirituality is and whatever you love and worship. The devil is dumb always. Okay. <laughs> he is stupid always. The devil is the shittiest person. And it, he always, always 
jumps on the latest trend, mm-hmm. like country music, like, mm, ooh, evil, I think fiddling really hard <laughs> is the gateway to... <laughs> I think I think you might be reverse engineering that one a little too hard. Like uh, you know, it's it's more that Charlie Daniels wanted to write a country song, and I was like, <laughs> "What's the devil up to today?" Oh, I think he's getting into fiddle competition. Or oh no no no, the or? companion piece of the show is a Laser Time Moral Panic episode, and no mm. matter what's popular, ah. there will be a shitty barnacle Christian person like Yoda levitate. Sam made the joke that like. <laughs> That's Every example I brought up, like, if, if someone levitates, they're from the devil. That includes mm. Goku, Yoda, mm-hmm. like, fucking Steven Universe. It's ridiculous. But the funny thing about that is, like, when was levitation this big fad that we were all talking about? Well, there, yeah. there was that, like, claim, like, yogic flying that is like, oh, you can meditate and, and le- learn to levitate. And really, it's just like you can bounce around on your knees. I just I remember light as a feather, stiff as a board. That's like the closest we came. I, I take, well, the I best take your word for it. Other, other than David Blaine, I don't know what the fuck they're talking about. The best, I've never seen anybody levitate. The best explanation I've heard for that particular kind of moral panic, I, I think I heard in like a, an after school special where it's just like this this kid is saying, "But why do these people want to ban the Wizard of Oz from the library?" And it's like, well, some people think it's very disrespectful to assign magical powers to anyone except God. Like I can understand that and it's dumb, as, as but we I can talk, understand that. Like uh, as we have not talked about here, anything going on in Hong Kong and China. Mm. We did a Laser Time episode about banned films, and and China banned Back to the Future because re- reversing the idea of history is disrespectful to your current leader. <laughs> Seriously, like <What? laughs> yes. Yes. I can't believe you're missing the obvious parallel, though, between the Guitar Hero 3 final boss battle mm-hmm. and Emmett Otter's Jug Band fucking Christmas special, dude. Oh, oh. yes. You got the country, the old on. country boy versus the rock and metal band version with mm-hmm. Lou and his metal version of Devil Went Down to Georgia. It's right there, dude. Yeah. yeah but, but, like, but that's ooh, what's great about gu- band. when this uh, appeared in yeah. Guitar Hero <laughs> is that it was like the first song that was about a duel. That's really cool. Mm. Mm. Oh yeah, the bo- yeah. I think was was three the first time they had the boss fights. Yes, I think. I, well, maybe not. I don't know. I should disclose. No, no, it was like because like, like, like even Guitar Hero Two is fucking nebulous because it was on uh, every other platform and then That's Xbox right. late Xbox Three Sixty later. Yeah. yeah, I think I think you're um, right. I think three was the one that introduced the boss. Yeah, fights. yeah, and then and then that's it, I started working on the franchise right after three had come out. It was literally just right after, but. Um, but then, yeah, that, that was something they brought into future games. Actually, some people, though, think that this song, just because of the rhythm and stuff like that, to playing Guitar Hero, might have even be, been a little bit harder than the Dragon Force song, which was in the credits. You know, like, the Dragon oh, wow. Force song was, was much faster and stuff, but it's actually, like, I, I don't know. Those I, people are morons. Yeah, they were both hard, <laughs> but uh, I, could, I, could beat, I could beat Lou. Uh, I could stumble my way through the Dragon Force <laughs> song, <laughs> through the fire and flames. That's what's. Ah, yeah. But yeah, this this was I love it because it is a non traditional fight against the devil in a video game. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's yeah, you're doing doing a dueling music duel, which is of course that's like we haven't even begun to scratch the surface. It's old scratch, haha. Uh, of like that is part of the blues and rock mythos of of mo- a lot of famous musicians. Mm-hmm. Apparently sold their souls to the devil at the crossroads and ultimately mm-hmm. had to, you know, they, they, no, that, no, that, that's that's what I'm based saying. on I, that mythos. 
I wish I could go back and tell, like, like here I am right now, and I want to tell you, I don't understand people who hate certain kinds of music, but Char- the Tar- Charlie Daniels Band made a really fucking cool song based on an analogy that existed for all new music. Do you see what I'm saying? Yes. Yes. Like, every single new kind of music was considered the devil's music. Mm-hmm. And and they, he, he wrote a song about playing the devil better in that music. It's one of the coolest things in pop culture that has ever happened. And that's why, like, every time I watch him come on fucking Fox News and like, uh, no one should sing the national anthem unless they're white. Like, well, he did write the devil went down. <laughs> the, the duel with the devil song. Like, yeah, sure. he can do what he wants. Yeah. He also wrote Convoy. Oh, well. Convoy is really good. <laughs> the man Convoy's can do no good. wrong there. Convoy's good. <laughs> no, seriously, in terms of pop culture, like, this is great. This is the this will be a milestone forever, the song that Charlie Daniels wrote. And the idea that they put it in a game that was about playing something else is astonishing. Huh. Seriously, huh. like, because there, w- there was no country music in Rock Band up until, uh, or sorry, it's our hero, uh, until three. There really wasn't. And, and to be fair, this wasn't country. Either. It was metal. They they they, yeah, they, they, cool metal they metaled it up, but yeah. like, but like, it you know, it's you can feel its country roots. Well, yeah, it's just sped up and and harder. Yeah, it rocks harder. Yes, it has distortion, as the kids yeah. call it. But, uh, but this, this is also a ago. very stereotypical portrayal of the devil. He's got the oh, horns, yeah. mm-hmm. he, and what I was talking about earlier, he has the slick back hair and like the glasses. They it's the glasses that make him look like this like smarmy agent guy. You yeah, know? it's yeah, like yeah. Uh, yeah. Totally. But uh, yeah, so you got to modify that shit. Remember, the devil is the president, <laughs> and you love him. <laughs> All right, let's move along to a different kind of devil. Number four, Father, I come for you. Before the end, you will bow down to me. Ah, uh, who's this guy? This is some castles and vanias. And yeah, that's some, that's some good intuition there. This is the Nathan Explosion looking version of Satan from uh, Castlevania Lords of Shadow. Lords of Shadow. The, the secret. God damn it, I knew you assumed I had finished that game. <laughs> we we mine this game a lot for top fives. Well, now, every it's, once it's, in a while. But it's very good yeah, example of this. He's the secret bad guy of the first game, so spoilers. Mm. Uh, he's also the more overt bad guy of the second game game which you as again spoilers for the first game dracula are trying to lure him out onto the material plane so you can kill him because he's been trying to kill you I he's guess. not your brand of evil different no. brands of evil different totally different brands of evil but so was the castlevania series the first time that fiction had mixed the dracula mythos with the devil mythos the first time that castlevania did because because always in the castlevania games dracula was the prince of darkness like he was the highest expression of evil in the world like the devil probably existed but he never showed up like even death was subservient to dracula Mm -hmm. but that's what i'm saying though was castlevania the first time that they they use dracula sort of interchangeably for the devil right because i don't remember that from older that's part of the thing i'm talking about is that that about how shitty some of this morality is, uh, is that the, the that Dracula was popular, mm-hmm. um, and, and and so it became the embodiment of yep. like, well, this is what the devil looks like. We we can all imagine the devil now. There's well, never been an agreed upon version of the devil in any form of entertainment, but ever, see, other than Tim Curry in Legend, the real thing that makes Dracula bad though is that he's a foreigner. 
He's a foreigner in Victorian England, and he's mysterious, and he goes around ravishing women. And he, he wants to take away the things that the, the Londoners have, and so they have to chase him down and he's drive a stake through his heart. Gibbs. Yeah, but, but that's in the original Dracula story, he was a metaphor for foreigners. He was a vampire, and uh, he was mysterious and seductive, and he's taken our women away, and yeah. he's taken our land. Brings all new meaning to Vlad the Impaler. He's, he's, bringing right? his, he's bringing his dirt with him, and his coffin, and it's getting everywhere. It's getting all over Westminster Cathedral. I don't know I, why I, Londoners I, talk bringing, like this. What is he, Pigpen? He's bringing his dirt with yes. him? Yes. <laughs> yeah, he has to have so, his, so. earth in his coffin. <laughs> The, fir- That's the first time I bought uh, Bram Stoker's Dracula, mm-hmm. I was in a bookstore with a guy who was in the middle of a conversation. Like, uh, like uh, paperback stores are, are uh, an increasing rarity. Like, if you if you care about books, go and buy one. And he was talking about like, yeah, all these books were written in a period of boredom, <laughs> and uh, Dracula is the epitome of boredom. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like, 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 okay. The idea, the idea of like, what's he do? Like, you know, when you're just sitting around, like when you spend 90% of your day sitting around, Dracula bites you. Like, yeah, I guess that's it. Like, that's when we were afraid of Dracula. We're like, a guy, sure. uh, like, what are you afraid of uh, now? See, I thought you were compared you were going to for Dracula. If you had, if, if you had eternal life. Mm-hmm. Like as a vampire, like yeah, that's that's sort of what the interview with the vampire series, or uh, the, the interview with the vampire was just one of the books. But that's sort of what every vampire eventually faces is boredom, just the boredom and the tedium of mm-hmm. life of eternal life. It's like yeah, it would be you would get bored. Like I think what Chris like, is like, describing like Brad is Pitt like, in Interview with a Vampire is the first one I've ever heard discuss that. He's he's depressed. He's he's, he's yeah. a depressed. Yeah, he's depressed. Like vampire. I have no I have no idea what to do anymore. I'm so bored. Yeah, I have nothing to look forward to yeah. at that point. Yeah. And like Thank you. I've, You've been listening to bonus time. Yeah. I think I think the best Have you guys seen Shadow of the Vampire with Willem Dafoe? Fuck no. yes, it's one of the best movies of all yeah. time. Yeah, there's a great speech in there where Willem Dafoe as quote-unquote Max Shrek, the actual vampire who's mm-hmm. being filmed for Nosferatu, mm-hmm. gives a speech about like how he, he read Dracula and the most striking scene to him was the, the scene where they sit down to dinner at Dracula's castle, just Dracula and John Harker, because he had to remember how to buy bread. How to how to go into town? How to talk to people? And and just all these things that like the vampire can relate to. It's like how would I do that? How would I set a table? I haven't bought food in hundreds of years. But we're way off topic here. That's what was great about the Cullens, not even man. close. The, the Dracula is is my favorite thing to talk about. <laughs> it's a Twilight great man. Myth. But, they 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 they're they're yeah. current day vampires, baby. They live in the day. But so Satan shows up as the bad guy when there isn't in the, like the first. Castlevania with no Dracula because you become Dracula again. Spoilers, uh, too late for spoilers. But shows up <laughs> at the end and and several years. The main character Gabriel is still a a holy knight, albeit flawed. He's found out that he's done some bad things against his will while being under the control of another character. Gabriel, the name of one of the archangels, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but he's not and an apparently archangel. the stupid religion I believe in. Uh-huh. He's, he's no, nobody said that. He's <laughs> Just a man. But this is the most Christian moment in the entire game, I think. I was adored once above all others. I too didn't deserve to be cast out, abandoned. Now you know what that feels like, don't you? Hate can bring us back. 
Give us strength. Embrace it. It is what is in men's hearts that he cares about. He loves you as he loves me. We have only to ask for forgiveness deep within ourselves and be welcomed back. You monkeys don't deserve redemption. Oh. See? Now I'm the asshole. I did not mean to make it sound like I think people who are religious and believe in the devil are terrible. It's just that, like, the idea that the mythologically... Mythologically. Jesus, I've had too much to drink. The mythology of Dracula... Mm-hmm. was so omnipresent, it became the substitute for Satan for 30 mm. years. What do you mean? It did! When? Yeah, that's, what I'm, that's what I was Which asking, the original years? question. Like, yeah, was this a thing in other pop culture before Castlevania? I don't think it was. I, I think, you know, Dra- was. Dracula was always it, like, he would... Well, you could say he's a stand-in for the devil. You called him like, the Prince of Darkness if you had... In Castlevania, like, he in was called the Prince of Darkness. Not vampires, but Dracula. Right. If you had Dracula in there, it was a, uh, 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 a stand-in for Satan. Because that was the newest version of Satan. Well, because he'd and be so in what, charge of the other monsters if it was like a Universal movie or Monster Squad. Uh, he, <laughs> he was the boss was of the, the, the monsters. The he, yeah. he will give you thumbs up at the end when you uh-huh. kill him. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was Frankenstein that gave the thumbs up. No, uh, it was Van Helsing, but, you know, oh, okay. if you want to correct me. I don't. I'm just, I'm just wondering. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the, the scene you just played, though, I want to touch on, that. that's always been one of the most fascinating parts of the well, uh, Lucifer mythos, which is that he was at one time an angel, one of the highest order of angels, yeah. and his yeah. sin was daring to question God. Mm-hmm. And, and well, it depends, you know, or challenge God, or whatever, but it's yeah. just like that, yeah, he, and then apparently... He jealous took, of humanity, and so he, he ch- questioned their, their worth, and supposedly was the serpent that but tempted But you see, Eve, like, yes. I've read Bram Stoker's, and I say Stoker's because I've uh-huh. only read the fucking grill version, of Dracula, there's no mention of like any kind of religion. It's just like this scared people so much, it became symbolic. For 200 years, Dracula mm-hmm. became Satan, sort of. Well, he's a, he certainly was in Castlevania. He was a he was a stand-in, and I think it was just because they were like, "Hey, we want to make a game where you fight Dracula." Like, well, we got to have other monsters. Well, he commands a bunch of monsters. Well, doesn't that make him the devil? Yeah, sure. Who cares? But I I have my hand my on Japanese a Universal accent. Monsters box set that is like uh, like seventeen movies about Dracula, uh, five thousand Dark Shadows episodes, mm. like they, like they were they were all about portraying this. Everyone had vampires, but if mm. Dracula was in there, it be, was the new version of Satan. It was, it was, right. it was the new devil. All right, and. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to convince you guys now, as I've done that laser time about like uh, 20 facts about Dracula from two years ago that nobody listened to. But yeah, that, that was that was one of the things I think is fast. It's one of the most fascinating pop culture figures of all time, Dracula, because yeah. it it warped religion itself. Mm-hmm. I, and, I think and that's it, a bit of a weird claim. Do you, do you really? It warped religion. Come on. Yes. Like, like, like he, he, like. Remember what's what are his weaknesses? Looking at crucifixes. Right. <laughs> See, I think it's the uh, opposite. I think I think religion in uh, imprinted itself upon the mythos of the original, you know, the inspiration for Dracula, Vlad the Impaler. It was that's they, a better way to. That might be a better way to put it. They, they, mm-hmm. Yeah, but like, because that's that's why he can't gaze at crucifixes. That's why 
you know, the holy water affects him is it was religion trying to make sense of this evil human being that oh, everyone had been no, talking religion about religion loved years. him at the time. He was a Christian crusader no, no, against excuse the Turks. Me. The pop culture figure of the time. Let's remember, Harry Potter is not part of Christianity right now, even though he was protested 10 years ago uh, by, by like several churches. Not every church. I know they're not all stupid. Uh, but, but, <laughs> but, the, but the idea is like, like Dracula had to be brought into churches because he was that powerful of a pop culture figure. Mm. I, I think that's really cool. I don't follow. How do you not follow? I think that we, we, I think we did a laser I, time episode about like 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 how Pokemon is the devil because it's you know it's popular and Christianity isn't so we'll rail against that. I just want to talk about and, Castlevania, man. <laughs> all right, I'll let it go. Yes, right. I, I, I won't deny that Dracula and religious symbolism and imagery are inextricably linked somehow, right? Like, but yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's I think it was Castlevania, but yeah, in the, I think in this game that was the first time he they were nemeses, right? I think this is the first time that ever happened because people obviously there are similarities, you know, they are both evil beings, and so eventually, yeah, it had to come to a head in some pop, pop culture that they might go toe to toe with one another to see who is most evil or whose brand of evil could sure. win, win out. Right? But see, in, in the first game, they're they're not on equal evil footing. It's it's Satan and Gabriel Belmont, the heroic fighter for good who you've been playing through this whole game. Mm-hmm. So you finish the game by defeating Satan and actually just like making him disappear in a burst of white energy that presumably comes from heaven after you like beg God for forgiveness. So it's it's this kind of strange moment that seems to end in redemption, but then, oh, twist ending, no, you become Dracula. And then that leads into Lords of Shadow 2, just set in the modern day. Again, spoilers, your son has come up with an idea to put you to sleep for hundreds of years, which will lure Satan out of hiding, and so you need to go out into this open world and hunt down Satan's children who managed to summon Satan anyway, and the one that summons him, he just does this weird thing where, like, lifts up this guy's face as he's as he's kneeling, looks into his eyes, and then, like, jams two fingers in under his chin and, like, lifts off his twitching face from his skull. <laughs> and it's super gross. But even despite it all, even despite looking like a Nathan Explosion with big black gloves and, and no pants, uh, he, he still tries to strike a bargain with you. We could share this world. You and I. But you desire to destroy me. I see that now. I'm very well aware of your power, Gabriel. However, I desire to destroy this world. But, yeah, an atypical representation of Satan also. No red skin, no horns, just uh, kind of a, a fallen and badly scarred angel with glowing yellow eyes but yeah, yeah. anyway <laughs> let's move on to a, a satan that i know chris is more familiar with number three <laughs> i mean the cacophony of jazz should give it away right? yeah the jazz is yeah. where it's at mm-hmm. this is a great portrayal too in cuphead ah yes cuphead where uh, you, yeah. you 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 wince at some of my edited explanations of Satan, mm. and like we love Cuphead because like 
oh, if there's jazz and dice involved, like, <laughs> there there has to be the devil of around. Yeah, he's, he's uh, sort because of like... it's consistent with a 1930s mm-hmm. mythology, and that's fucking crazy. Yeah. It's so cool. And cigars and booze. Yeah, yeah. And he's sort of like cared a about this game owner. and got it. Yeah, but he's um. God, remind me, he kicks off the game, right? He he's the one who steal. They they're trying to win back the soul of he, their. He owns diners. no. He owns a casino. Okay. And Cuphead and Mugman go and gamble at the casino, and they end up winning big. But he's like, "Oh, let's bet it all on one throw. If yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. if if like you win, I give you double. If if I win, I get your soul." And okay. So they of course lose. And uh, so beg beg for an alternative to giving up their souls. And he's like, well, if you go enforce all these soul contracts that are outstanding. That's what uh, it is. That's and so you're going through this series of boss fights where you're fighting all of your friends, all of Cuphead and Mugman's friends, who also owe, owe their souls to Satan. So uh, you know, everyone you're defeating. Yeah, that entire game you are selling out your friends exactly. to the man. Uh-huh. And taking their souls. <laughs> and uh, that's why that's right when you beat a boss that's why they show the certificate it's the soul it's, yes. it's the uh, the warrant on their yes. souls oh, yeah, and yeah. it's it is possible to get to the end of the game and the devil says hand him over let join my side beat up my incompetent henchman let's go you can agree to this and become horrifying satanic servants <laughs> from the bad ending mm-hmm. with uh, mm-hmm. demonic cup <laughs> we'll doing that one. I'm sure there were pitchforks pitchforks mm-hmm. pitch involved yeah 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 no that's again, uh, again that's the that's the fascinating thing about the devil in pop culture mm-hmm. is yes. that it's cool to use him and only the really weird people have a real problem with it mm-hmm. um, yeah it's considered oddly touchy like it doesn't happen that often I, I guess because it's like yeah you're making a villain out of people's beliefs sure whatever no but like like most christians <laughs> are level-headed people and like they <laughs> wouldn't give a fuck if you use the devil as a bad guy it right. doesn't it makes i think hey, you, it makes sense i think you guys might be responding to it's it's only the maybe the past few hundred years where in older fiction uh, before like i don't know the pilgrims made stuff boring and they were the puritanism mm. uh, took it out of it the devil was always one of the most compelling characters in any pop fiction or pop culture yeah. you know he he still is because well, he, he has he has shades of gray it's like there's no shades of gray to god or jesus mm-hmm. it says something that most of our ideas of the devil about that like oh he's lucifer the fallen angel who fought a war against god that all comes from paradise lost that's an epic poem by milton it's it's not part of biblical canon uh when he appears in the bible as as far as i remember it's just like He's just the devil who shows up to tempt Jesus in the desert, or he, he's he he's not really detailed. There, there's no. ver- it depend. There's there's versions of um, Judaism actually where hmm. he is the fallen uh, angel Lucifer, but it's, it's like a school of Judaism, like and it, apparently that's, that's the school that Jesus belonged to. Yes. Which is so. If I may, yeah. if this if this is not edited out, mm-hmm. we add more shades of detail to the devil mm-hmm. than we do to God. Yeah. All the time, because God is unknowable, but the devil's just like us. We can relate to his shit. He's right. Greedy, like he's the cruel. De- the, we we love he's that. Cruel. Stuff. He's got he's got weird. He's got weirdo fucking narcissistic. Like mm. oh, I gotta win, motherfucker. Mm. I will. <laughs> I will take your goddamn cuphead money and make you play this <laughs> entire game. 
Like, <laughs> he's got to deal with his shitty wife and maintain several gumas, and he's talking to his therapist every week, and you know, you can't, it's hard to get a read on her. And I'm just confusing him with Soprano. And and you know, and who is God's wife? Hmm. Oh, I don't need pussy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I've got where's my the devil? Own. The, 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 de- the devil is really easy to put into like certain parameters mm-hmm. of uh, uh, evil society. Mm-hmm. I love that shit. I love that shit. It makes the devil like a much more interesting character than some of the better, the well, more moral biblical figures. I think you can say villains in general are more interesting characters than heroes. I mean, that, that's just I a fact. I would not like, say that. Actors always say it's more fun to play villains. They have they have I a lot not, more I would, range. I would never fucking say that, but like, but the, like, I really wouldn't. But like the the idea that the devil, uh, it's hilarious to see him depicted in Christ, Christian mythology and used applicably everywhere in every other mythology. Am I am I nuts on that? I'm not sure what you mean. Yeah. Well, the the idea that like um, people couldn't use God as like a Make sure to stop here and save at God in your game. But, but you can't save But they could the easily put the devil as like a, like, like a main character in your game. Mm. Because he's so ill-defined mm-hmm. in, the, in the mythology. Um, but we all understand what the devil is. Sure. It's wonderful. He's the adversary. He's the, adver- he's, he's the constant adversary. Mm-hmm. And that, I think that's absolutely wonderful and, and i i do think as we move on um if, if there was a checklist quiz on a fox news fucking website you'd be able to more, everybody would be able to answer more questions about the devil than god because we we know more about the devil than god through pop culture hmm. i'll stop all right <laughs> T- talk more about him in cuphead like he does cool stuff. He turns into a goat. He turns into a snake. Well, he comes that, after but you. But that's 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 part of the point. Is is it like um, not a lot of games uh, use the devil anymore mm-hmm. um, as as your main villain? And whereas Cuphead like ward on its sleeve. But maybe it's because it, it, it was too too on the nose. Is that's why a lot of games don't use it now? Is it's like a. <sighs> You know, it's it's like an obvious adversary at that right. point. Right. Yeah. Like it's it's a it's a reveal at the end of the game, or it's not spoken about. Like, oh, was 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 Wario Beelzebub? Yes. Well, well, well. Not like, a lot of games follow even traditional mythologies, though. I think that's one of the reasons. Is like, and and the thing is, the devil isn't just a Christian. Something made from the Christian mythology. It's, it's like Yes. Thank you. It's it's been in. It, it, it is a character across several different religions. Like, in several religions have this belief in evil incarnate in yeah. a being that represents right. our dar- mankind's darker side. of the devil. Yeah, devil. yeah. But what, what, what's unique, I think, the about... The Klingons have no devil, but we know of yours. <laughs> what's unique about uh, Cuphead is I think it uses that, that very 1920s slash 30s... Yes. The, the look of the devil with, yeah. like, you know, it's... I don't know if that's... It's Straight off a Prohibition poster. Yes, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's very... It's very of that era, and they just they nailed it, you know. But I yeah, think is that right. the time when the the guy the, the the red devil in the little suit with with horns and the pitchfork did that all start? And that that's relatively. I feel like new, that's at right? least from the 19th century. I, 
No, that, 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 I mean, in cartoons, it's a 1930s yeah. construct. But I, I've seen, like, Victorian depictions of the devil as, like, a man in a red suit with horns. Like, that's that's not new. I, mean, I think it predates. I think, it, is it from the Faust, from Faust, maybe? Maybe, that it's, maybe it's that, like that, Meph- that how, they, how Mephistopheles, Mephistopheles appeared that's, on stage. That's what it is, I think, yeah. yeah. Sort of like how we, no, I, we I, think of stagehands as, as ninjas because they just jump out during Kabuki. Well, because the depictions before Again. that, he was always, he had the, the ram's horns and, and the... It's kind of like a who's, a who's that fallen character in World of Warcraft to the brother? Which one? Um, uh, Stormrage uh, is it Malfurion Stormrage or the other know. one? Anyway, uh, one of them. again. Again, I find it fucking fascinating mm. that all of pop culture is is happy to define aspects of the devil, but not about God. Mm. And, and and like when you see God in a show, you don't see his face. Everyone's excited to pr- portray the face of Satan. Mm. In their show, <laughs> I feel like you have to get into your Shin Megami Tenseis and your uh, your Xeno Gears before you get to see the face of God. I'm not even talking about Xeno Gears. I'm talking about like like Futurama and like fucking The Simpsons. Oh yeah. Before I get raked over and the like, coals, it's like, Illidan Stormrage, is uh, the demon guy, and, and like Rick and Morty. Like like mm-hmm. no one wants to depict God because we don't know what he looks like, but everyone is happy to define Satan. Dude, wait, what are you talking about? Like, the the old man with a beard and a white robe depiction of God has, I think, been in Rick and Morty episodes. Mm. Like, that's that's pretty common, nope. right? Yeah, he's, Never. He's pretty great on Preacher. You get to see him bite out a guy's eye. What? Oh, yeah. sweet. That sounds fucking Watch great. Preacher, kids. But that's what I'm talking about. Like, I want to know more about God, and mm-hmm. I'm sick of learning about the devil. Well, Chris, I mean, I know if you what... have an hour after the show, I'd love to share. <laughs> uh, maybe even witness. <laughs> you're right, you're right. We should pray together. Like, um, but, over uh, I, over I, I, Xbox Live. Jesus. If yeah. anyone needs like, Jesus, Chris needs Jesus. Like a lot of the bosses in this game, the devil goes through a bunch of permutations. The final mm-hmm. being, uh, he, he like jumps... I think jumps out of his skin as a skeleton and then just jumps down a hole and you have to follow him. And then he's just a gigantic head that fills the screen. And if you hit him enough, this devil may cry. Yeah, and just before you you knock him out, he starts just blubbering like crazy, which is really weird when it's just a giant head on your screen. Anyway, let's be clear. None of us have ever seen this organically. Nope. (laughs) We are not that good. I went to YouTube to look at it. I never even got past that stupid dragon. But I, I I keep picturing him as the dude with the dice head. No, that's King Dice. Yeah, that's King Dice. But yeah, you, he, the devil in this is very... He looks more like a demon. Like he does... Like a traditional demon. Like yeah, he, He's got like black fur and... Uh, yeah. 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 Sometimes has goat eyes, which is really weird. And apparently this devil design is based on a devil from Hell's Bells, a Silly Symphony short. Ah. I can believe it. That shit is hilarious. And he returns... He's like... Before there's a Mickey, that guy comes back like three times. <laughs> it, it's like... It's like... The, the devil was Disney's biggest character before Mickey. Hell yeah. Everybody loves Satan. And especially everybody loves him in this next game. Number two. I don't love them. You think I care? If you started acting like a father, you would. I'm looking after your best interest. You don't care about my happiness. This is about you. If you just stop telling You will marry that saint and I won't hear another word. I think, I think you probably guess. Based on what was just said. This is uh, Xbox Live's Disenchanted. Yes, Xbox Live's Disenchanted. This is a Saints Row 
cool game. This is Get Out of Hell, the last Saints Row game, mm. as far as we know. And I'm not counting Agents of Mayhem in that. Please don't. Yeah. Have either of you played Get Out of Hell? No, I own it. It's uh, I've only played four, though. So, so. Johnny Gat and Kinsey, uh, a very unlikely pairing, go into hell to save the leader of the saints who's been kidnapped and frozen in a block of possibly ice or some mineral, mineral by the devil. Carbonite. And betrothed to the devil's daughter, Jezebel, who's essentially a Disney princess. It sounded like it. That sounded yeah. like I was like, "Is this Kingdom Hearts?" She is. She is a Disney princess to the point that her father has a musical number when he wants to talk down to her. They say the devil's in the details, and I have some more for you. Celestial light doesn't shine a ray here. Happy endings are through. You belong to me. I'm giving you. save you. My hand will be cruel if you disobey. It's so weird and it just kind of comes out of nowhere in the middle of the plot. <laughs> we laugh, but literally yeah. we have Descendants 3 and probably Descendants 4 coming up that does that exact yeah. shit. Yeah. Meanwhile, you're, you're running around trying to uh, wreak havoc in hell so that the devil pays attention. You are also trying to recruit Famous people from history to stand against the devil. So Vlad the Impaler, Shakespeare, a couple of other dudes who I'm forgetting at the moment. Uh, hey, right. Satan, what do you mean? Like, oh, mm-hmm. Hey, guy. Yeah, yeah, so it's pretty clearly inspired by South Park. <laughs> I don't know, Satan. Where are you going there, bright boy, Satan? <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, it's like I can't include any South Park game in here because like Satan's basically a good guy in South Park. Like when he shows up, it's like, oh, he's probably going to save the day now. <laughs> he's like the sympathetic, that sympathetic character in an abusive relationship. Yeah, yeah. I just don't really feel like myself, Satan. I know. I, I wish you were hearing what I was saying. That like I don't think the pop culture is ridiculous because of depictions of Satan. Is that depictions of Satan are safer than God? And, and yeah. people are more willing to work Satan into their, well, into their product than God. There's no such thing as a disrespectful portrayal of Satan. Like, that's I what know, Satan's isn't that for. Cool? Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that cool? Like, like, and, like, for fuck's sake, we all grew up with goth kids. Mm-hmm. Why wouldn't we do that all the time? Yeah. <laughs> and as, as, as long as I'm touching on South Park, I think that first uh, portrayal of the devil where he shows up and challenges Jesus to a fist fight and everyone like starts betting against Jesus when they see how strong the devil is. Uh, like that's the truest depiction of the devil because he, what does he do at the end? He throws the fight and takes all their money. Like ha! I, I suckered all you idiots. The great deceiver, man. Uh huh. Yeah, that's what he does. He's that's a trickster. He he's yeah. not. He's not a dude that wins fights if he can profit by not winning yeah. them. Yeah. Yeah. That's but, why he's not going to be a dude with horns, man. He's yeah. going to be way more subtle than that. But this version of the devil is very much a devil with horns and wings. And he's gained great confidence because, as you know, in Saints Row 4, the earth was blown up. So he got a huge influx of souls, finally had the numbers to overrun heaven if he wanted to. And marrying the saints leader was, or his, marrying his daughter to the saints leader was kind of the last step. In that. And yet he still won't turn over his tax returns. No, no, but you can find a bunch of VHS tapes throughout hell that have instructions and motivational orientation messages from him. A Damned Souls Orientation Guide, Chapter 4. Keeping Your City Clean. 
As is imaginable after an influx of souls from an exploding Earth, some souls slip through the cracks. These unrefined souls litter our fair city and could be a quick source of upward mobility to an individual who finds as many as they can. While the promise of economic mobility seems promising and not hell-like, naturally such prizes are highly contested and are the source of many conflicts. TLDR, you will get stabbed for your souls. Whatever. People will steal them. But, uh... Guns can be surprisingly effective against even the devil himself. Hey, Satan! You want to get out of here? I can't believe that worked. Occam's razor. So... Of course it didn't really work, but, you know. I just love that. Like, Occam's razor? Yeah, clearly the devil's <laughs> gonna die from a gunshot wound. <laughs> Why not? But yeah, big old boss fight against Satan. Kick him in the face enough, and uh, eventually he'll just banish you back to Earth and uh, wash his hands of the whole stupid thing. And then Johnny Gat gets to go before God, who's voiced by Nathan Fillion, and uh, get a wish. I was wondering where I recognized the voice from. I'm sorry to be checking my phone during mm-hmm. the show. Uh, so that Satan is played by Travis Willingham. Right. Who is the voice of Harvey Dent in Batman the Telltale series. That's uh, where I recognize okay. him. Yeah, from. he's he's got quite a lot of credits. Yes, he absolutely does. MDB. Oh, and this is where yeah, he's the king in Sophia the First. That's probably where I actually recognize him. Sure. From. <laughs> a lot of Sophia the First in the Allen House. Alright. Well let's move along to the final one, which is sort of a cheat actually. He is also Diablo. It's oh, Diablo. Oh, okay. A little bit of a cheat Diablo. because he's not really Satan, but he's yeah. his name is Diablo. They're, it means devil. Yeah, they're also blending their biblical stories there. I Am Legion yeah. is a quote from a group of demons, literally a legion of demons yes. that apparently had possessed a person. Mm-hmm. So, and, okay, And fine. Jesus cast them out into a bunch of pigs that then ran off a cliff. Yes, it was yeah. like Lemmings. It was, it was the inspiration for the video it, game Lemmings. It was the inspiration for the video game Lemmings, and Jesus turned around and said, I created Lemmings, yes. not Cygnosis. Nobody trusts them. Here was his critical flaw. He didn't mail himself the idea... That's true. In a self-addressed stamped envelope. Is that a thing you have to do? <laughs> that, that was always the, the urban myth about how you copyright stuff. The poor man's copyright is you mail yourself the idea. That's so stupid. I guess because then it would be postmarked. But yes, it's even postmarked, so. yes, by a government organization. It's a it's an urban myth. You can't actually do that, people. No, no, no. If, if that were true, you could just mail yourself an SASE and uh, just have the postmark and then like stuff a piece of paper and it's like, See? I wrote about it back then. But, uh, yeah, so Diablo, antagonist of at least three games. And he, he's analogous to the devil in this version of heaven and hell that is has about as much to do with the traditional Christian heaven and hell as uh, Lord of the Rings has to do with reality. It's, it's like a, a Dante, fantasy. It's like a Dante's Inferno take yeah, on things. It's, sure. It's pretty different. But, but yeah, yeah, yeah he's, he's the Lord of Terror, one of three prime evils mm-hmm. he eventually becomes the only prime evil because he absorbs the other six as we just heard but when he was first introduced in the very first diablo and finally shows up to fight you it's utterly without ceremony you're just kind of like walking into his his boss room and you fight a bunch of lower level mobs and then he just sort of walks into the frame and you unload on him and uh here's diablo getting killed by an archer <laughs> 
game's like wow you sure did kill diablo uh here here's a cutscene where you take the soul stone out of his forehead and jam it into your own and like the thing the thing with diablo is he's actually contained in this gem then and he has to take over human hosts in order to become diablo and terrorize people steven universe yeah basically the gems sure yeah and then i think that your your protagonist from the first game is the the antagonist in the second because Diablo's taken over, and he's going to go free the other prime evils. Which they did in Torchlight, too. It was the protagonist oh. from one became the antagonist. Oh, nice, nice, two. nice. Yeah. Uh, but in Diablo 3, I think they really expanded on his character, and they gave him some really great lines. Take one last look at your shining heaven, Imperius. For soon, nothing of it shall remain but my yeah, so he invades heaven. That's actually Act 4 of Diablo 3, originally the last act of the game. Act 4? You can't do that, man! It's three-act structure! No, it's four! And now it's five! Jeez! So, Act 4, yeah, he invades heaven, and you have to go through heaven and contend with his various demons and try to beat back the corruption and destroy Diablo before he can destroy some artifact that controls something reality it sounds way more yeah. metal than it actually is yeah. most it's it's a lot of clicking on your mouse is pretty much all mm-hmm. this is. and uh, as you defeat his minions he keeps showing up to taunt you look beneath you and see the ruin of heaven yeah fuck this place up good look beneath you your fly is down i did that <laughs> when you weren't looking <laughs> ah, 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 diablo see the no- <laughs> I want. I wanted Diablo Four him to say that. <laughs> you want him to use his name as a catchphrase? <laughs> like I got you, dude, Diablo. Yeah. Look, look on your back. There's a note there, Diablo. <laughs> you want you want him to gun finger towards a Jimmy Kennedy X symbol. <laughs> Diablo, motherfucker. He points at the WrestleMania sign, Diablo, and then he, I'm out. Now open your notebook. It's the king of clubs, Diablo! <laughs> it's Spanish for devil. <laughs> yeah, so okay, all right. Well, now we need to have the definitive discussion about this sure. on VGA. We are all saying Diablo because mm-hmm. we're educated Americans. Uh-huh. There is a sect of gamers uh-huh. who call these games Diablo games. Those people are horrible. Those people. We don't talk about them. They're Philistines, uh-huh. and they deserve to go to hell. I'll say it. <laughs> and meet their Diablo. Uh, no, it's it's not just... It's it's several gamers call it Diablo. It is terrible. That's unfortunate. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, also Diablo, man, they, they really filled it out beyond that that half-ass name. It's like, well, it's Spanish for devil, what? Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's, uh, Maybe take a few more uh, passes there, fellas. Punch yeah, it up a bit. His, his his full name is Al Diabolos, the Lord of Terror. Like not not like Al, like his first name is Alfred or Albert, but Al, like, like to the in Spanish, like maybe Allah, like Al uh, apostrophe, sort of like it's an Arabic thing. Uh, Diabolos, ah, Diabolos, the Lord of Terror, the most interesting devil yes. in the room. He's very big. Al Diablo. He has the horns. He can use fear as a weapon. He's like Batman. I am so hard right now. <laughs> Thank Christ. 
But yeah, Diablo, like, if, if you're maybe not the, the coolest devil on this list, but if you're ranking it by games where you fight the devil, like, Diablo is unquestionably the best He's on the franchise cover. on this yeah, list. How many yeah. games feature the devil on the cover? Very few. And in the first game, he looks a lot like Odorous Arungus from Guar, which I really appreciate. Sure. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> anyway. Hey, fuck my girlfriend. I'm huh. fucking Did he really? About it. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. That's awesome. That guy probably has a bunch of diseases. Throughout had. 10 years. Yeah. <laughs> like, Isn't... We were Eskimo brothers over a decade. Wow. Is that guy still alive? Dave Brocky? No. Yeah, he, he no. passed, right? Yeah. He passed, yeah. Very sad. Mm-hmm. Band hasn't been the same since. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway. But yeah, that's been our top five. Games where you fight the devil. Hope it was coherent. El Diablo. <laughs> El Diablo. I'm just doing the uh, Adult Swim thing. The, the, what was the intro to Aqua Teen Hunger Force? Space Kudas. Space <laughs> Space Cadets. Space Cadets. Eliablo. It's that I knew exactly. I thought, I, I, knew. thought I was you too knew. drunk to do the show and like, oh, I can talk about Space Cadets. <laughs> like, I can... <laughs> I'm flipping you off so hard right now. No, you're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's funny because we've only... We should really have speeds. a series starting these people. Like, like I, I was at the... <laughs> It's why I don't go to those adult swim parties when they go through town. Like, oh, you get to see their bad pilots. And, like, spa- that's what Space Cataz was. Wait. And their bad pilot was cut into the opening of an s- entire season <laughs> of Aqua Teen Hunger Force. Wait. You, what are these adult swim parties? Are these, like, key parties, man? I want to be yeah, invited man. to one. Don't talk about Don't talk to me like I'm fucking nuts. Like, they, there are a lot of Rick and Morty fans out there who want to see a show before it premieres. Yeah. And uh, and you go to these uh, little festivals and yeah, I, I did that shit too. You, you also like had the creator said, come to your house, which is a lot better than any of that. That was weird. That was really <laughs> that weird. Was, that is really weird. Yeah, weird. are these are these like Spike and Mike festivals, like adult animation? No, no, adult Swim, like before Adult Swim had been doing tours, they were they would show up at colleges, and um, when I was. In 2002, like they just show up to FSU, Florida State University, and like premiere all their shit with all the creators present. It was it was mm. it was awesome. Wow. I, I hope they, I know they still do it. They're down so, down uh, from Atlanta, yeah, right? That's pretty close. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fairly close. Yeah, it was it was not far, but like but like you've seen the Rick Mobile, like just Google it. It's it's a thing. The Rick Mobile. It it looks like Rick being raped backwards from Rick and Morty. Okay, and uh, it's a. It's a giant. It's a giant car that travels from town to town. Yeah, it just looks like he's crouching like a cat that's about to pounce on something. Terrifying. Uh, he looks like he's presenting Michael. And, and apparently, <laughs> well, you've never had a heart on. If that's if that's how you want to think of uh, of an old man like Rick as presenting, then I won't stop you. I like, would fuck Rick think, Sanchez. Think about Are that you crazy. I really want to see new episodes. Think about that weird oh, distended yeah! ball sack hanging down below that asshole. It's like a guy who's yeah, a bunch of redheads telling him his dad is a piece of shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm part of that shit. I'm wearing a wig. Michael, would you say it's like a guy opening his asshole to show everybody? I would. I would say it's like that. <laughs> That <laughs> is a true Satan move. Throwback to a discussion yes. we had off mic. Oh. I invented gaping. <laughs> it was actually him posing for Goatse. That, that, that solved it, everybody. The mystery's, mystery's done. It's Rick? Mm-hmm. It is. No, it's, <laughs> the, it's the, Satan. The, the, devil, oh. the devil officially in, in, invented Goatse. Mm-hmm. However, Jesus condoned Panel. So... All right, we, we got we got to talk sometime to all these Christians up here. Uh, so, games where you fight the devil. 
It's done. I uh, hope you had fun listening. Uh, we're going to take a little break. It is accomplished. Yes. <laughs> it's over. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases, some news, some other stuff. So stay tuned. Do I burn out a city that's baptized in fire? How do I kill off an army that's dead? Time's slipping away now, and the best plan we've got is just put one inside Satan's head. If roles were reversed, God, I know they'd save me, but all my solutions involve murder spree. have to stay the course and kill without remorse yeah that sounds fun but what has that done we're still where we stand let's get scratching is the world of today getting you down well then why not check in on some of the good stuff that happened this week in movies tv games and more 30 20 and 10 years ago this very week with our show 30 2010 here's a clip from 1999 American Pie was a phenomenon with uh, crazy. five, five, four sequels and three straight-to-video sequels. Yeah, but American Pie is all about guys trying to get laid, especially through the eyes of Jim, Jason Biggs, who I think is actually pretty fun. I like that. I, I've always liked Jason Biggs, and I'm try- I can't even remember what the pie scene is because oh, he fucks it. No, no, yes, <laughs> I recall. But uh, I his penis. But I saw both move the the first two movies in theaters, and the MPAA always has a cut to suggest. So the DVD has if you watched if you watched it more on DVD, you have a different fucking scene. So what do you remember him doing with the pie? Honestly, I don't remember. Like I've kind of blocked. Did that his dad out. come in and he has the pie plate over I his think crotch? So yeah. So in the right. unrated unrated DVD, he's on the counter fucking it. Oh, and- <laughs> missionary style. Yes. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Can you do doggy with a pie? <laughs> I mean, not if you're the giver. Uh, bend it over the fireplace. And like... But you could do reverse cowgirl. Uh. <laughs> How do you reverse it? It's round. Well, the pie plate's away from you. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, the, the pie plate is its underwear. <laughs> I think it's all but. <laughs> <laughs> Jump into the past with 302010 every Thursday on lasertimepodcast.com or iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. Five, four, three, two, one. And welcome back to our final segment where we will waste no time talking about. Get behind me, Devil Michael! The Devil, or God, or Dracula, or Dracula, as we launch into this week's. got draculars in them <laughs> Dracula. well i know east shade does not have any draculars in it it is a very peaceful game y- y'all like uh elder scrolls 4 oblivion you remember that game you remember, i do like oblivion you remember how it looked you remember how it felt to explore yes uh okay take out all the combat okay. take out all the monsters okay. and you are a painter exploring a lovely lush open world populated by animal people who all want to uh, get you to do small favors, or uh, they want to commission paintings from you. Excuse me? So this yeah. is like grown-up Animal Crossing? Uh, yeah, a little does bit. Does it have Patrick Stewart? Does not have Patrick whoa, Stewart. Whoa, whoa, You got Oblivion and no Patrick Stewart? Yeah, it does It does have a lot of really good actors. How now. do you expect me to engage? <laughs> who will dig up bugs? <laughs> you engage by painting, my boy! 
Um, Wait, this sounds very relaxing. And- it, it is very like that is actually one of the tags on one of the store pages that I was watching was re- relaxing. But this came out for PC back in February. It hit consoles, uh, PS4 and Xbox One this mm. week. Uh, it is really interesting, and, and it's just like a completely peaceful open world game where like the conflict is like. Oh, you don't have enough money to do this thing. Better go take some commissions. Oh, you can't enter this city yet. You need to do favors for people to get letters of recommendation. Sounds like Animal Crossing, man. I'm telling you. It's very Animal Crossing, except you don't own a house. You just wander around, and uh, the the only thing is you have to find inns to stay in, or you have to learn how to build uh, campsites, because otherwise you will freeze if if you're out at night, and you will... Just wake up in whatever the last inn you visited was, really? presumably, yeah. Or maybe uh, it's just the closest one, I don't know. And a man named Rossetti shows up and tells you uh-huh. to stop doing that. Mm-hmm. You you work for a shop owner named Thomas Cranny. Mm-hmm. Instead of Nooks. Right, yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, if, if you like the idea of <laughs> just exploring a very nice world where people are basically friendly, uh, yeah. it's it's pretty great. Uh, so nothing like real, I, real life. <laughs> yeah, I made it, I made it to the big city, and uh, some vendor was uh, all in a state because he sold a bunch of zucchinis. But no, they were toxic tubers. Instead, he needs needs you to go around and find people who bought the, the tubers zucchini? and warn them. Yeah, what? It's also really weird. I don't think I've ever heard a person with a British accent say the word zucchini before. So it's it's a trip. How, how does that how does that sound? Uh, zucchini. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they, they, they have a different word for it, don't they? I have no idea. Oh, okay. Um, I mean, it's squash, isn't it? Zucchini. Zucchini. They, they call them looty shooting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I want to say aubergine, but I know that's an eggplant. Um, I'm, I'm looking you ever, this shit you ever up. feel like you know too much, Michael? Uh, yes. <laughs> All the courgette. What? It's it's that's known French. as a courgette. That's yeah, French. but that's what they call it in the UK. Anyway, so fancy. Uh, other games, came but that's out. like the only. That's like the third word I know that begins with a Z. So you gotta you gotta use zucchini, man. Zucchini. There's a bunch of games came out yeah. on Friday, the day that this releases, which yeah, we can't thanks, talk about yet. Game publishers for nothing, uh-huh, because we're not on any early access lists. Because we really tried to be, but anyway, yeah, uh, Call yeah. of Duty Modern Warfare. Did this game um, come out like 15 years ago? Yeah, it did. I, don't, I guess it's a re-release. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's back. It's the new one. It's a new one. Uh, uh, it's can, supposed to be pretty good. It has a campaign again. Yeah, Yay! you can kill civilians. The thing or, I play so I about heard. Call of Duties. But apparently I'm in the minority. Mm-hmm. That I actually like the expensive I'll, campaigns. I'll play it. I love the campaigns. Uh, a medieval or medie- I'm going to say it faster. Medieval. Are, are there zucchinis in medieval? Or courgettes? Yeah. Corvettes? Corvettes. Well, <laughs> red corvettes in medieval. Uh, the the remake is out. Mm-hmm. Outer this, Worlds. The second remake of medieval, I might add. Ah. The Outer Worlds is on Game Pass. Yeah, everyone's very excited for this. I can't wait. Yeah, it sounds like a non-broken Fallout. I'm mm-hmm. stoked. And smaller. Yes. So manageable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's weird. As we get older, we look for the smaller games versus yeah, the yeah. two. But it, it's, I can't, I can't, I've always wanted to love Fallout, but it's always been so broken and bad for me. It's also, you might like Outer Worlds, yeah, then. It's Obsidian. I hate it. It's the people who made Fallout New Vegas, which, as far as I'm concerned, is the best of the latter-day Fallouts. They also I have never Park. played a more broken game on my Xbox 360 in my life. Really? Yeah, but the, the quest is so much fun. I, the no, characters I, are so great. I had corrupted saves and spinning heads on mm-hmm. NPCs and, like... 
From a corrupted they sensor. Like it, was, mm. it, it was impossible Spending to play. Spending hands are just fun. Speaking of broken games, that is a great transition into the news with the last big release that we haven't played yet. WWE 2K20. Michael, mm. hit that news sound effect, baby. Very rarely do the new releases cross over into the news, but this is all anyone seems to be able to talk about. (laughs) WWE 2K20 seems to be broken. And Michael, I am here for it. Because (laughs) these are some of the funniest gifts I've seen online in ages. I like my favorite so far is the one uh, Dirty Dan Reichert posted. All it says is, all the windows on this car are up. And it's during the campaign mode, two characters talking talking to each other, and their hair is flapping wildly by itself. (laughs) Um, Yeah, apparently WWE 2K20 has some bugs. Uh, A few? A few. Um, This could be related to the fact that this is the first year without Ukes working on the game. Is it really? Yeah, this is is a visual concept. It is is from the ground up, and um, yo, uh, disclosure, we might know people who work there. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But, uh, but like, he doesn't do any of the stuff related to bugs. Fortunately, he's, he's, no, no. It's but that's not the issue. It's more. It's more that like um, the the, sh- the the game was so iterative. There was nothing remarkable remarkable about it. And this is the year they took the game back to try and make something. Rem- and it's going to be a weird year. Well, especially if next. Next year, we'll, well, I guess the next-gen stuff may not be out when this comes out, but you you got to imagine they're going to have one waiting for next-gen consoles, right? Like, hmm. he, here's my hope. So, so so some of the bugs, just to include a few, uh, what people are reporting, there's freezing, there's crashing glitches, uh, there's a lot of animation problems. It's missing a few modes that people really loved, like the Create a Championship mode. It's missing features like the online wrestler entrances, uh, user-created arenas. There's a lot of lag when you play online. A lot of the character models, this isn't necessarily a bug, and this had been talked about for several weeks now. They just look off. Uh, Part of it, too, is before the matches, traditionally it used to be like pictures of the wrestlers. Now they're using the models, and they have a dead-eyed thousand-yard stare in a lot of Mm. them. Well, from what I hear, like like, uh, the creator wrestler, uh, creator match thing is creator career is coming soon. That's Yeah, it's also launching without one of the modes that they were touting to be big this year and that's that's coming as a patch here's my hope is every year the wwe 2k games they are a little broken they always patch them like i i usually you know i I, I try to play every year and and yeah just wait a little bit they're gonna fix all this but my hope is i hate to put it this way but i think enough people are talking about it that maybe this will be a wake-up call to 2k of well maybe we need to to sit back and re-examine the annual release cycle and what this means for these games and how we can get to a place where we won't feel so rushed and so pressured to put this out in, no, in but, a buggy but state. This year, know? the annual release cycle was broken. Mm. And like, if, if Madden had changed developers, we'd all understand these idiosyncrasies that were happening in the, in the game. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and, and like, there are certain things that are like, oh, well, that's fucked up. But the other stuff, if you got a, if you got a $140 edition that wasn't signed by Edge, that's not cool. But yes. uh, not a, having a creator 
career mode, like that'll be in there. That, that's coming. If you really want some uh, relatively bug-free experience with a lot of modern game releases, like it kind of pays. Like just wait a few weeks. You know what I mean? Like a lot of these games are coming out. They're coming in hot, and it it pays to just if you can wait and miss out on on such the cutting edge of the zeitgeist of playing a thing right when it comes out or whatever. Usually it'll be to your benefit because a lot of at least the game breaking stuff will get patched i only say that because like um it's really fun to kick wwe when they're down especially when like when there's such an exciting competitor out there which we talk about you all about on this week's cheap podcast uh but 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 yeah like i think that extends to like people looking for faults in the game and like there, there are tons of faults in the game but like they're all in like well, I scanned my photo and it didn't turn out well. Like, well, that's never turned out well in any game. <laughs> but like, some, some of the, like, some of the creations from those photo scan things yeah. are abominations and beautiful. <laughs> right, but like, but like, we know those don't work. Yeah. And like, mm. and so I do feel like there's a lot of Schadenfreude right now. Mm-hmm. I agree. Coming at WWE more than normal. Yes, and and but also I will admit there's more than. The game is more than normal buggy. Yes. Um, but yeah. you know why. And um, I hate to say that. But, but but you know that, like, Ukes would never fix that dynamically. And now there's a system to where that will be fixed dynamically. Mm. Um, faster, in my opinion. I don't know this. Uh, but, but, but like, you know, Ukes is the, the company that designed the, the last good wrestling game in Japan 20 years ago. Yeah, and um, now it's now it's uh, visual concepts. So they, so I, I think they will respond. Respond to, like the game. Those games we streamed them every week on Laser Times YouTube, and they were always buggy and weird. And yes. now it seems to be a problem. I think it's just you know people want to look for flaws in WWE because they're the big thing. That's a great point. Yeah, me and my, me and my cheap podcast host TL Foster were we were kind of yeah defending. WWE programming this on this week's show that you're right people are extra sensitive and and sometimes so so WWE has made some questionable decisions lately and but they do seem extra willing to pile on to WWE because they're so into the new stuff like AEW that they are they're willing to overlook a lot of the faults of AEW stuff just because they want to shit on WWE even more and so I think you might be right that some of this is related to that because it's easier to punch up, right? Maybe that's it, but you're right. This is a transition year. Like, if you're not looking at... If you don't read Bleacher Report every day, you would never in your life learn about a Madden glitch. Mm. Ever. And they happen all the time. Like, like FIFA glitches are the funniest thing in the universe. There were... Yeah, Madden had some crazy glitches that I... I yeah, I posted... I tweeted about I was like, check this out. But but no one's mad at Madden. They're like like people are like looking for faults in WWE yeah. and I'm just saying like I understand why you'd have a problem with WWE as a company, but like uh, a company who has never fully made a wrestling game before had to do it in a couple of weeks in a couple of months. And um yeah, you can see how things could get fucked up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I I think what I'm just saying is They'll, they'll fix it. It'll get fixed. But uh, it's it sure is funny and hilarious to see all the stuff yes, as, as they, they get posted. They know, they know how to make a great wrestling game. And their, their, their glitches have always been hilarious. Always. Yeah. 
it's like, guess what? That's part of the charm of like the Fallout games. I love the glitchy. Yeah, shit. if you if you watch our our, our YouTube channel, of, like, in most of you did not, like, uh, there was a Stone Cold ET character that could ride a four wheeler down to the ramp. It would break the game every time, and, <laughs> <laughs> and every time, and it was hilarious, and we all enjoyed it, and we didn't consider it like I want a refund. Like, not like, no, this is hilarious. Mm. Like, they're, they're they're like they're like eighty people, eighty real people in this game, and like you know, there's gonna be some. <laughs> to feature, there not is a bug. gonna be some meow meow meow, some meow meow. Because meow. like uh, like, what game has funnier whoop de doos than uh, like a uh, GTA Red Dead Redemption? Hmm. None of those people are built off of like real life people, but so so like when you see like oh look how bad fandango looks like <laughs> the rock looks weird like i don't know like it's a game man relax yeah. like and for me it's like oh well it looks different than last year so they're, they're trying new stuff so maybe they'll learn from that and next year's game will look even better i, I guess i'm trying to say that like uh this is going to be a transition year for wwe mm-hmm. games and the Good next idea. year is gonna i swear I, like in my opinion will be amazing like i i think that i think those games have been pretty stagnant and the next year will prove that like no they're in good hands it's just like it was a rough year it's not the end of wwe i think that's the bigger issue bugs you can patch you know like glitches and all that you can patch out the stagnation and the fact that the engine hadn't changed and it's been the same same game with a, a prettier newer skin year after year that's a bigger issue and hopefully that's a bigger problem yeah hopefully this transition to visual concepts alone will help address that in the long run so so maybe yeah you're right there's maybe this is growing pains let's let's silver lining it and hope it is growing pains uh look at me the eternal wrestling fan optimist i want i want this to be good so (laughs) they have the monopoly it's like if you want to play a wrestling game with wrestlers in it that are working now Hmm. you have no other option but uh, next year, oh boy! Oh man! Oh, Since man. you mentioned uh, Red Dead Redemption, uh-huh. uh, whoop-de-doos like that is coming to PC soon. Yeah, but maybe not soon. I, I'm not sure when it's coming exactly, but it is coming. I think November. They might have said, I and don't know. that is going to be the best. Like th- this is going to be a gift to humanity. And to yep. people on YouTube who are going to be recording yep. glitches, installing mods. Uh, I think it was it was Fobwashed, at Fobwashed on Twitter, who mm-hmm. said, like, I'm really looking forward to Red Dead Redemption on PC 2 on PC so that I can play as Woody from Toy Story. It's like, you know <laughs> someone's going to make that. Day one. Yep. Day one. Yeah. Day one. He's going to fall down and, like, mm-hmm. they're going to have John Marston reading, like, bruh. It's gonna bust his ass. It's gonna be wonderful. Uh, It's also gonna be like one of the most beautiful games ever because that game is so beautiful. And then imagine PC. Imagine it on like an RTX 2080. Yeah, Hmm. yeah, it'll look good. Ray tracing. Ooh, there you go. Assuming it supports that, I don't know. Uh, I will never ray trace. Mm-hmm. This is the, the mm-hmm. stance I'll take when I'm <laughs> drunk and nearly about to yeah. fall asleep. Mm-hmm. I only copy rays by, right. by uh, thumbnailing them. I don't, I don't actually. Yeah, I never trace. Trace them. No, There's no tracing here. Uh, so you can trace the success of Riot for over ten years now. They celebrated mm. their ten year anniversary this year. Hard to believe. League of Legends has been around ten years. And to celebrate, they announced a shit ton of new games, almost 10 of them. Uh, they announced, uh, so a couple things, uh, League of Legends Wild Rift, which is a, kind of a new modified version of the game. They're saying it's been built from the ground up. It's got twin stick controls, 
and this is designed for shorter matches and it's coming to mobile. There's also Legends of Runeterra, which is they're doing a, a Hearthstone. They're doing a competitive card game. Mm-hmm. Uh, they announced Project A, which is they they are describing it as a stylish, competitive, character-based tactical shooter. It's it's League Watch. It's over League. It, it's their Overwatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's be honest. Um, there's Project L, which is the fighting game, the long-rumored Riot fighting game that I think we have a friend of the show might have worked on at some point. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's an early stage development, they're saying. And that is developed by the rem- the remnants of rising Thunder developer Radiant Entertainment, which Riot acquired back in 2016. There's Project F. I don't know how I'm supposed to keep all these letters straight, but a very early development project uh, that explores the possibilities of traversing the world of Runeterra with your friends. It, it looks like a, a Diablo-esque ARPG that they're working on. Nice. Um, there's an eSports manager game that it's like a... It sounds a bit like those football manager games that they love in Europe. It lets you... It's literally... You manage a team of simulated league pros. <laughs> what? Uh, so, yeah, that uh, is is planned to launch with uh, league pro league support next year. There's Team Fight Tactics Mobile, which is their mobile port of that auto-battler game, the Team Fight Tactics game. Then there are a couple brand extensions, as we like to call them in the biz. There's Arcane, which is an animated series based in the League of Legends universe. And there's League of Legends Origins, which is a feature-length documentary that they're going to be kind of going over the growth of the game over the past 10 years. So lots of League stuff incoming. It looks like it's all in that universe and based around... I mean, how many heroes are in League by now? Like, a lot. There's a lot. So, uh, yeah, it looks like they're man- they're mining that fiction. Mm. They are slowly sort of becoming the successor to Blizzard. Uh, and this looks a lot like what happened to Blizzard not too long ago when they, they went from a two- or three-game company to, you know, a, a lot more games yes. than that when they released Hearthstone and Overwatch. Speaking of Blizzard, there are some... Looks like some big announcements that they're teasing for BlizzCon, uh, one of which might have already been leaked. So... Uh, BlizzCon right now, there are six mystery slots on the schedule that just say coming soon, TBA, mm-hmm. whatever. They don't, they're not announcing, <clears throat> but they're kind of historically in the part of the show where they make the big announcements. Now, last year this happened and we got the Diablo Immortal announcement, mm. which was the mobile Diablo game that people did not respond kindly to. No. I think they've learned their lesson. Um, and it's looking more and more like Diablo 4 is going to be announced at the show. Wasn't that the rumor? The rumor last year is that something fucked up and they couldn't announce Diablo 4. And they allowed the mobile people to take the fall <laughs> for this this thing everybody wanted that yeah. they knew were coming. The, the rumor was they had a cinematic all ready to go. And then something happened where they decided to pull the plug last second. And the mobile game stepped in. And yeah, but this time the Diablo 4 announcement looks like it's being reinforced by it's a, a leaked ad so it's an ad in uh, GameStar which is mm-hmm. a German magazine and it's actually an ad for an art book and this is kind of how this stuff tends to leak out remember when um, the Switch Lite was leaked as it was a peripheral manufacturer had like announced like a case for it or something and it's like mm-hmm. this is how this stuff tends to get leaked yeah. but can I can I read this copy I want I was going to ask you to read the German copy, please. Uh, mit über 500 Artworks aus Diablo, Diablo 2, Diablo 3 und Diablo... Eins, zwei, Four. Drei. <laughs> Diablo 4 präsentiert dieses Buch 
Zalf Reicher. You got past the part. You got past the important part. Yeah. It includes a reference to the Merkenswerke Kunstwerke. Yes. Die Führer das ikonische Action Rollenspiel von Blizzard whoa, Entertainment. Whoa, 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 easy. You're going to summon the Nazis. Please, please. Kreit wurden das Generationen von Swans ewig warende Albträume beschert hat. You have to sound like you're yelling German at all times. <laughs> I apologize to all of our German listeners. That was awful. Yeah. <laughs> So that translate the Michael's beautiful German is flawless German. That's an oxymoron. Tran- beautiful German. You're an oxymoron. It uh, translates to with over 500 artworks from Diablo, Diablo 2, Diablo 3, and here's the money shot, Diablo 4. Uh, so yeah, it's an ad for an art book, and it announces basically that Diablo 4. But uh, I think this is actually an official Blizzard product, the art book. So seems like a pretty good I source. Mean, they're, they're one of those few companies, like like not like Rockstar, that. We've heard in the past, like, um, now we don't like the climate. Let's wait a year and announce our game. <laughs> and and it, it has happened. Mm-hmm. Like, the rumor was Diablo 4 was supposed to be announced last year. That happens, I think, less and less that now that a lot of the founders are gone. I think almost all the founders are gone. And it's pretty much now mostly Activision peeps that they've installed as, as kind of the senior people running Blizzard. It's a kind of a different Blizzard, so... Um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they announce. The other rumor, and I don't even know where this one's coming from, but um, there might also be an Overwatch 2 announcement mm. at that show, which, uh, frankly, to me, might be more compelling than Diablo 4. Like, Diablo 3 is great. Uh, do I need more of that? I don't sure. know. Sure, yeah. Click, 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 man. No, man, I'm good. Click, click, click. Good. Click, 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 click. Gonna click you up, man. No, man, I'm playing console, baby. You got some clicks? I'm gonna click you up. Oh, yeah, come man. on, man. Got some real good clicks here. Yeah, speaking of a click, uh, we got kind of an interesting click of famous game developers. So, Suda and Swery, they're click, they're working together. I can't believe it took this long game. for the, right. two, the two pseudonymous America loving Japanese developers to work together. They're not the same people? <laughs> <laughs> no. We know that because they have different numbers after their names. Yes. <laughs> Um, 51 and 65. That's right. So, yeah, they are working on a, a horror game called Hotel Barcelona, or Barcelona, Ooh. if you will, Michael. Here's what's a little weird to me. They announced this on an IGN Japan live stream. The budget, they've said, is only $1 million, which that's really low for a game budget these days. Like, even probably the, like the Deadly Premonition sequel, that one's probably multi-million dollar budget. Mm-hmm. Um, so one million for a game seems low, um, but then it makes a little bit more sense when they they said they want uh, Devolver to publish this thing, and apparently that was news to Devolver because they're like, "What? what? This might be the first we're hearing of this." A lot of this seemed off the cuff. Uh, they said the game is going to be inspired by Siren, an old PlayStation horror series. Ooh, I remember Siren. Yeah. I remember. Uh, so Swery also mentioned David Lynch and Twin Peaks are inspirations. Shocker. Um, yeah, this is the Deadly Premonition guy. Horace Pinker? We'll talk about that on 3020 this week. And then um, during the live stream, they texted the Silent Hill and Siren creator, Chiachiro Toyama, mid-presentation, and apparently he responded yes, that he wants to be involved. So, <laughs> nice. Like I said, this is off the cuff. Well, you can't say no to a combination like Swery and Suda. He also said, roughly translated, I like money. <laughs> <laughs> I think we can all agree that whatever comes out of this, whatever it was, uh, it's worth keeping mm. an eye on and mm-hmm. should prove to be interesting. Um, but, uh, yes, yeah, speaking of Japanese developers trolling the internet, uh, Hideki Kamiya, famous internet oh troll. Oh, God, don't ever reply to that guy. He'll ban you immediately. He will, ban you. He will block you. <laughs> 
swiftly. Yeah. Uh, he might have might have just announced Okami 2 this week, or maybe he didn't. Who hmm. knows? Uh, so, yeah, Platinum Games co-founder uh, and Okami director Hideki Kamiya, he did a stream, this time with uh, Ikumi Nakamura, who you will all remember from this year's E3 as kind of the E3 darling who did the presentation for Bethesda for Ghost, Ghostwire uh, yeah. Tokyo. She was a designer on Bayonetta, so they've worked oh, together. Wow. At, yeah, so they were on a stream together, and uh, or they they posted a video to Twitter, and he said uh, confirmed Okami Two's coming, and she just like she's like what really, and he's like yes confirmed, and then she just walked off camera. So huh. he's trolling, but or is he? It, it, it's probably news to Capcom if it is coming. Hmm. I'm guessing no one there knows about it. <laughs> I, I'm guessing that is not happening. But <laughs> yeah. it's funny that he's joking about it. Yeah, uh, well, apparently he wants to make it happen, mm-hmm. which uh, that's okay. That's a step so in the right direction. All. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, that, that is all the news that is fit to play, gentlemen. All right. Well, let's move on to the community segment, which, as always, is segmenting the community. Last week's question of the week was uh, What's the scariest game you've ever played? VigiGameApocalypse.com first response was Hey, buddy, you got to slow your car down and let me in. The scariest game I have ever played was Time Killers. It's not a horror game, but is a fighting game. It was a game that stuck with me for the rest of my life. I played this game at a Zeller's, Canada's Walmart, while my mom was shopping. This was even before I'd heard of Mortal Kombat. I remember playing it and seeing all the blood and gore, and it really bothered me. But it was this exact screen that really haunted me and all you at home. Yeah, can't see it. This plays perfectly for a podcast. But, but go to VigiGamePocalypse.com. Oh, and it's... uh. Yeah, Wolf the Knight talking to the headless corpse of Orion, oh, saying, I dethroned your head. Uh, <laughs> that really haunted him. Uh, so the fact that I could see the spine in and the blood really stuck with me. I remember after I saw that saying to myself, I really wish I didn't see that. I had trouble sleeping because of it. It took me a long time to find the name of this game. <laughs> That's like every day on the internet, dude. What are you talking yeah, about? Yeah, like... <laughs> That's how people troll each other. Yeah, I feel like there's entire subreddits mm-hmm. devoted to doing that to people. Oh, absolutely. Uh, Mike Rivera says, First, let me say I love all things horror, but the game I'm going to talk about is far from the scariest. It was more the situation that scared me. Fair enough. Uh, this was the Wii era, and my buddy hacked my Wii so that I could play burn games. Don't tell Nintendo. Oh, no. So I basically had an unlimited number of Wii titles I could play. Thief. Uh, I knew it was a stretch, but I asked my friend if there were many, if there are any horror games for the Wii. So he burned me a copy of Fatal Frame Five, which at the time was unreleased in the states. As an average avid gamer, I would always turn off the sounds that came out of the speaker of the controller. I was playing a good hour or two into it, and I came across a boy sitting in a corner crying. Interested, I walked closer to him. When I reached a couple feet away from him, he turned and let out a spooky screech, which also came out of the controller at the same time. I'm not a jumpy person at all. I'm in the military and around loud noises all the time. But this unexpected screech made my butthole grip my sofa and instinctively threw the remote. It ended up not being the scariest game, but that moment has lived in my memory since. He says, then goes on to say, thanks for all the amazing content. It always keeps me entertained, especially when overseas. It's our pleasure, Mike. Thank you for your service. And I'm just imagining the fabric on that sofa just like stretching taut when his butthole grabbed it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, very yeah. descriptive. Mm-hmm. Uh, Snacks and Jackson says, uh, The scariest game is the one you mortals call reality! Look upon Snacks and Jackson in the uh, despair of Snacks and Jackson as your god. 
<laughs> I don't know, guys. I feel like this bit worked well one week and then isn't going to work the same. Um, Dude, that shit was terrible. <laughs> it really was. It's the scariest <laughs> clown. It should it should be called like if that game was called Feed the Moron. <laughs> like his nose floats around the hey, screen. Yeah, that's true. It's it kind of needs to have that element. I'm just glad that we have a faithful listener in Snacks yeah. and Jackson. And I've, we've said his name enough. We've summoned him at this yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. I think, I think so. Doomed. He's in the room with us right now. We oh, God, please, please don't eat us, Edie Clown. <laughs> uh, on Twitter, Errant Paradigm says, Forbidden Forest. That is a terrifying game. On Commodore 64. Yep, I'm as old as Star Wars. Really unsettled me. The ghost noise after an arrow hit uh, freaked me out, as did the boss, the end boss showing up during lightning strikes. Only played it in daytime. You want to hit him with that sound? That the 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 ghost noise when the arrow hits in particular is disturbing. All right, all right, let me open it. Huh. It goes on and on. Holy shit! This is terrifying. My God, it doesn't stop. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna go to the other noise. I'm digging this. The lightning striking in the boss's hearing. Yeah, in the background, like just as part of the shadows. It's not bad lightning sound for a Commodore 64, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I feel like maybe we might have ruptured one of the chips just listening to that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, man. The the way they're able to create those sounds back then, though, is fascinating. Sure. Just as fascinating as Chris Lee Hosett from the official LaserTime Facebook community, who goes on to say, Clock Tower 3 was terrifying, and it's still one of the most disturbing games you can play. Yes. The gameplay has you running away and hiding and being tense. Then what's your reward for success? How about seeing a little girl get bludgeoned by a sledgehammer? Maybe a blind old lady getting melted in a barrel of acid. The direction makes excellent use of uneasy camera angles, too. So all this really sticks with you for years. What a joyful game. Uh, Fun fact about that game, the cutscenes were directed by Kinji Fukasaku, the director of the original Battle Royale movie. Makes sense now. Yeah, yeah. Super, super bloody. Mm. Very controversial because, yes, you do see... A little girl get murdered by a hammer maniac, and of course, every all the moral crusaders at the time picked that up. It's like you get to murder a little girl with a hammer. That's so hot. And uh, no, you don't. <laughs> you just you just watch the bad guy do it. And and I will say, as I always say when I, this game comes up, the first two acts of that with the the sledgehammer guy and the acid guy are terrifying. The the third and fourth are absurd. The further you get into that game, the the scares drop down dramatically. They do sound like Mega Man bosses. You got the Sledgehammer Man, yeah. Acid Man, yeah, Kabuki Raver Clown, Scissors Man, Harlequin Man's, yeah, okay, Scissor Man and Scissor Woman. They're silly. Yeah. Well, we also got uh, Jason Cromer who says Dead Space okay. One Two. My wife was worried that something was wrong because she could hear me scream when there was a jump scare. And don't get me started on that fucking awful thing that can regenerate all of its body parts and relentlessly stalks you throughout the entire game. That was a pretty yeah, good one, yeah. Dead Space 1 and 2, pretty scary. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jose Abalos uh, on the video responses says... Hey, VJ, this is Jay Pals, And uh, for this week's question of the week, you know, scariest game, I have three uh, choices. The first one was Ski Free. Where after a while, uh, there's a Yeti that just pops out of nowhere and kills you. And he just like, "Mm, yummy. That thing, first time I saw it, is like, what? And no matter how much you run, you can never outrun it. So that's number one. 
The second one was uh, the first Silent Hill on the PlayStation. That game, just especially the other world sections, they were so freaky that when I was a kid and played it, I literally turned off the console like, fuck this, I can't deal with this anymore. So, yeah, that's the only game that's ever done that. And the third one, and this is a little bit of spoiler, is the recent Blair Witch game. Because you're running around, you know, with that good boy bullet, and big spoiler alert, uh, near the end of the game, he ends up being, like, really, really hurt, and you have to carry it through. And just the sound design of the whimpers of the dog, they were so well done that I just couldn't bear with it. I mean, look, I'm here with my dog right here. So I love dogs and just seeing all, hearing all those whimpers. I was like, no, I can't let him die. So that upset me quite a bit. So yeah, that's it, Vijay. Hmm. Take care, y'all. Yeah, that that scene was a bit of a heart render, and it's the game is very clearly trying to like, no, you got to drop the duck. Come on, drop the duck. And oh, yeah. I would like to thank both you and Jose for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Removing one of the games from my GameCube for the year because uh, I don't need to play that. Yeah, you do. I it's, love dogs. It's pretty good. But... I love dogs. Yeah, dog gets hurt off screen. You don't see to the best. Yeah, but you know you should, you should not drop the dog. That's what I'm saying. Don't drop the dog. Don't drop the dog. You get the better ending. It's the dog actually playing the game the entire time. It is. It is. It was all his work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, well, Mike Amari says, "Hey, VJ crew, Mike Amari here with the question of the week. The question of the week, of course, was." What was the most frightening game you remember as a kid, or the most terrifying game as a kid? Uh, for me, really, I got to think back to the Commodore 64. I played a lot on the Commodore 64, and there was something about that color palette, that really weird sawtooth uh, sound chip that they would use, that just combined to make some of the most terrifying experiences. Uh, and I really, I have to mention two. Uh, the first one was a game called Forbidden Forest. That mm. was this weird proto third-person shooter where you had this little stick man guy who had a bone arrow and a quiver, and you'd have to walk through this really creepy forest with this really creepy music behind you, and each level would have different monsters like giant bees or bats or a huge dragon was the boss at the end. And it was pretty graphic for the time, because if you got caught by these monsters, uh, they would descend down and they would just eat you in this giant animation of blood flying out everywhere in, in these fountains that, as a kid, combined with the really minor tone music on that sound chip made me just uh, fucking just completely terrified as a kid um the other one that really sticks out was another commodore 64 game that was called in the the whole the mountain king i think it used that classic song that one the mountain king song uh and it had you as the player going on like three different levels i think it was and the thing was as you were playing there was an unseen timer and just out of nowhere a spider would be like it was this weird sound effect that would like show the spider like trampling across the screen and as like a you know six seven eight nine year old kid that thing terrified me because it would come out of nowhere and you'd have that sound and even worse the thing would wrap you up in silk and then leave you there and then come back and eat you like a few minutes later like it was just it was disturbing and unsettling and it didn't help that the commodore was also in my parents basement i know very generic there but it was just creepy all around, and every time I think of terrifying video games, I think of those two games, uh, despite how kind of proto-survival horror they are. Uh, that's my answer for this week, guys. Thank you for spending time with me this week. I look forward to speaking with you again next week. Thanks, Mike. 
Where else, Bavigi, are you going to get two Forbidden Forest references in one episode, baby? <laughs> Finally, Red Rock 963 probably says Forbidden Forest. Let's find out. <laughs> hey, VGA, it's Red Rock 963 and my buddy Alice, who is currently going crazy over the toy that I've got in my hand that was on the couch. Hi, Alice. Anyway, um, most scary game I've ever played. I've played a lot of scary games, but I think the first that ever truly freaked me out was Resident Evil 2. Hmm. I had rented it when I was 16, and I was fine up until the scene with the police interrogation room. And I'm sure you guys know what I'm talking about. The uh, one-way mirror, I think you have to go into that room and get an item. And get the item, all of a sudden, liquor crashes through the window. Did not expect that at all. I had screamed, oh fuck so loud that my mom yelled downstairs and was like honey are you all right and i was like yeah mom the game i was playing just scared me and yeah that was kind of embarrassing um (laughs) but had to pause the game set the controller down and then uh take a breather and then continue on playing um Runner-up for the most scary game is the first Silent Hill, just because that one gave me horrible nightmares and got in my head pretty bad. But Resident Evil 2, like, actually jump-scared me. Anyway, um, have a happy Halloween, guys. Take care. Thanks. And thanks to everyone who who answered. Uh, When she said the liquor crashed through the window, I just... My my brain immediately went to, like, someone throwing a bottle of Jack Daniels. Yeah, damn right. (laughs) New question of the week. Uh, Building off of the devil theme uh let's go with adversaries who is your favorite villain from a video game uh i'm gonna go with uh rodrigo borgia from assassin's creed 2 because he was an actual guy who was extremely infamous in history uh one of the most corrupt popes ever recorded uh and he is the, the guy behind everything that's wrong with your life in Assassin's Creed 2. He plots to have your family murdered. He's trying to uh, find an apple of Eden so that he can bring Europe under mind control. Uh, he's just a real bad dude. And uh, you get to fist fight with him at the end of Assassin's Creed 2. Which led a lot of people to think that that game uh, somehow had a problem with Catholicism. But no, it had a problem with one very specific Pope who was in this this universe's fiction, also a Templar. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. How about you, Matt? You know, my, at first, when I first think about this, like, I go to some obvious stuff like Sephiroth or, or maybe even, like, GLaDOS, but GLaDOS never felt threatening to me. She just was always... Mm-hmm. Especially in 2, I was just so glad to have her. But I got one that... that is actually, it's one of the cycling wallpapers I have on my desktop. The Elusive Man from the Mass Effect series. Hmm. The, the cigarette smoking... Is he really a villain? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. He, he represents... Is that uh, a spoiler? No. You, you always know he's sort of a bad dude. And then hmm. you, you kind of work... That, that whole second game is you're kind of working for his organization, which is kind of going outside the government bounds and they're they're more of this like uh, shadow works organization but mm-hmm. uh yeah I, I love him because he is that he, he's like the cigarette smoking man from the x-files like you never really know where his allegiances lie whenever he does something that benefits you 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 still always feel like in the grand scheme of things this will turn this will come back to bite you in the ass like i just think he's really compelling i love his portrayal of course by martin sheen like i think it was brilliantly played and, and acted um yeah, and I, I, that kind of villain where 
you can tell you're almost sympathetic to him because on one hand he does seem like a puppet for this shadow organization but at the same time he's still he can ruin your day he's a bad dude i, I think mm-hmm. he's just cool to me you know what i mean yeah. it's like it's a it's a cool villain it's it's non-traditional non-directly <laughs> confrontational but and and also a villain that you don't get a lot of fulfillment out of because like you never see him get his come up and directly, you know, like no one mm. goes and punches him in the face or anything like that. Yeah. And, and he has such great lines. Like when he tells you a street crime, boy, I'll tell you, that was when I decided to kick your ass. Like that's such a great moment in yeah. video game history yeah. and not yeah. a reference to West Wing at all. Nah. No. <laughs> that scene where he walks into the Catholic church and puts his cigarette out on the ground and shakes his fist at God. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now we're just doing Martin Sheen. That, that moment when he hunts down um, Colonel Kurtz in the jungles mm-hmm. of Vietnam. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Badass. Mm-hmm. Totally. Badass. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, uh, Elusive Man from Mass Effect. Yeah, that's a good Why answer. Uh, who is your favorite villain? Let us know. Go to com. Answer in the comments under episode 339. Alternately, you can hit us up on the official Laser Time community on Facebook. Uh, there'll be a thread there where you can answer, or you can uh, just hit us up on Twitter at VG Apocalypse. That's also a great place to drop video answers. Anyway, that's been our show. Let's go out with some plugs. Chris took a powder, so Matt, um, what do you got? Cheap Podcast is the Laser Time Network's unprofessional podcast about professional wrestling. Uh, my co-host T.L. Foster and I this week, we have a lot of ground to cover. We talk all about AEW and Dynamite, their show on TNT. We talk about NXT's transition from the WWE Network to USA. Uh, we do talk a little bit about the Hell in a Cell pay-per-view that... talk about villains and bad endings and stuff like that. Uh, We even talk about the WWE draft. So I am sure we will have a lot to say about this year's WWE 2K game as well. Uh, So yeah, you can check us out on Twitter at Cheap Podcast. Um, We have some stuff that we're talking about and we're planning exclusive to patrons only. And of course, to get access to that, you have to go to patreon.com slash laser time. That's patreon.com slash laser time say it with me michael patreon.com slash laser time and then i will plug another laser time podcast padukan has its second episode which just aired which talks all about fatal fury games they are they're covering all their fighting games they're they're not in their shocktober or rocktober they're in their Brawltober? I don't know. It's the best I got it at short notice. But uh, they're talking about fighting games, and they talk all about the Fatal Fury series. So episode two is out there right now, available to you for free. Just go subscribe. Just search for Padukin on your podcast app of choice. Uh, It's a lot of fun. That's the Padukin podcast all about arcades and arcade culture and arcade collecting and stuff like that. So yeah, go check that out for free. Absolutely free. All right. I'm going to plug a show not on the Laser Time Network, Ultra 64. It's a podcast mm. that goes into N64 history uh, one game at a time, Nintendo 64 history, uh, hosted by Steve Guntley and Woody Siskowski. I may be mispronouncing one or both of your last names. I apologize. But they are a really couple of fun dudes. They have a really great show, and they invited me and Diana on Ooh. for a recent episode. Uh, I'm sure some of you can probably guess what game we talked about, but that will be coming up in the next couple weeks. Wow. I like them because they've got uh, fewer calories than regular 64. It's, yeah, it's Ultra yeah. 64. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's a beer joke because Michael had I a drunk know, on beer. Yeah, that's why I got the names wrong. Sure. Uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, as always, you can follow us on Twitter at VG Apocalypse or me personally at Wikiparas. Uh, thanks for listening, everybody. We'll see you next week. 
cat wife is looking at me weird. 